Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to 2021 and a brand new year. It's time to put all that old stuff that happened behind us, hopefully far, far behind us, and look upon the year with brand new optimism. See, that sounded really positive, right? That's how I'm going to go into the new year, and, and I hope that uh, everyone has had a great holiday season, whatever holidays it is that you celebrate, that you are able to do your celebrations in a way that brought you some happiness and joy, even though uh, people are staying apart right now. So let's right, get right into it. Um, as I've talked about for a couple of weeks, I was really looking forward to Wonder Woman 84, and... The movie released, uh, what was it, a week ago now, since we're in the new year. So hopefully you've had a chance to watch it. If you haven't, I would not listen to this any further. I'm I'm not going to necessarily go through bit by bit in the movie, but I'm going to talk enough about it that I don't want to give anything away for someone that hasn't seen it yet. So by all means, go watch it. Um, I did learn that you cannot do a trial account for HBO Max to watch the movie. So uh, do a full paid month and and watch the movie and then come back and listen. Uh, Let's get right into it. So, you know, before I I get too far into this, I should mention that I grew up with Wonder Woman. Okay, so um, I'm a child of the 70s. So in the 80s, when I discovered Wonder Woman, it was Linda Carter and... I I wanted to be her like that was that was my ultimate goal in life was to be Wonder Woman. Um, I had underoos. That was a a big pajama thing when I was a kid. So I had Wonder Woman underoos. Um, I had uh, a length of rope that I would carry around and say it was my lasso. I also had a pair of red boots that I would wear everywhere. Um, I have many photos of me with those stinking red boots on because Wonder Woman's boots are red, so I had to have red boots too. And uh, so I, I just grew up really loving the character of Wonder Woman, loving Diana Prince. Um, I just thought she was amazing. And so the character of Wonder Woman means a lot to me as far as my childhood goes. Um, I love Gal Gadot. Uh, I think she embodies Wonder Woman in the spirit of Wonder Woman. I think she takes what Linda Carter started, makes it her own in a way that doesn't feel so different. Like I can, I can feel she is this character and I can also at the same time feel Linda Carter is this character. So I think she does an excellent job portraying the character of Diana Prince and Wonder Woman, um, but with her own twist on it. And I think that's the important part for an actor. You get people to love your character um, and not see you any longer. So um, I think just in general, the the way she plays Wonder Woman, I think, has has certainly been far above expectation for me when I knew that they were coming out with the Wonder Woman character. Um, so, you know, that all props, so excited about that. Um, the original Wonder Woman movie that came out a couple of years ago, the origin story, um, I thought was 
absolutely amazing. And those that was my expectation. So knowing that Patty Jenkins came back to direct Wonder Woman 84, um, that Chris Pine was coming back, that we we're having some of our same core characters come back, I thought, you know, this is going to be amazing. Um, I So my expectations were really high. And perhaps I should have looked at it as what typically happens with a sequel. Um, a studio pushed to have something out quickly. Uh, they threw a lot of money at it, not necessarily money to make it better, but uh, to make it bigger in ways that I think make it difficult for a director to fully wrap around their arms around it and, and tell the right story. So the movie was entertaining, definitely entertaining. Um, I've watched it a couple of times now. And there are parts of the movie that I truly enjoyed. And I, I get a kick out of them every time. And there are parts of the movie that I fast forward, I think are clunky, uh, that just don't seem to fit. And so that's a little disappointing for me. Um, a lot of critics, so it was, it was very interesting. Initially, everybody... Um, had the same, oh, this is an amazing movie. It gives hope and uh, you get hope in the future. And, and I saw a, a great little video where someone had shown all the the quotes from all the movie critics and how hope was the big thing that they kept saying. Oh, it's the hope that we need at the end of 2020. Oh, it's the hope that we need. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. <laughs> um, I... I don't think it was as bad as what some, I mean, I'm seeing some reviews out there that are just saying, oh, don't even watch it. It's a complete waste of time. I don't think it's a waste of time. I think it's entertaining. I think it shows a different side of Wonder Woman. It gives us a little bit more detail on Diana herself. And it's just another piece in the puzzle. Um, I think it's like some of these other movies that, you know, if they do two, three, four of them that there's always one or two that feel kind of just the middle movie. We, we don't talk about that one. Um, it, you know, you see it in the Terminator franchises. You see it in the Superman. You see it in the Dark Knight series. So you see it everywhere that there's always one that seems to just kind of bring the whole series down. Uh, they have said that this movie is a planned part of a trilogy. And uh, the other day I saw that they had greenlit Wonder Woman three. So I, I'm, I'm going to stay tuned. I'm going to go back and, and see Wonder Woman three when it comes out. This certainly doesn't deter me from any future Wonder Woman movies. I think that they will be able to, well, I, I hope that they will be able to do better. Uh, so let's talk about some things that I really liked. I like that we go back to the beginning. We go back to Diana's childhood and we get to watch this amazing warrior competition. So the other day I put on uh, Linda Carter's Wonder Woman and I was watching that and uh, her character, Diana Prince, wants to take Steve Trevor to America and her mom says no and so they're going to do this competition to see who the best warrior is. So she dresses up and competes and she wins and gets to take him. Well, 
in in the movie, Diana is still small. She's still young. And I think it's a lot of fun to watch this kid kick butt out there doing all these different events. Um, and so I like that parallel that they're they're taking little bits and pieces from the original. They're giving a nod to Linda Carter. They're giving a nod to the original Wonder Woman. Um, I admit I am not as familiar with the comics. I did read them when I was small, but gosh, that was so long ago, I couldn't tell you too much about the comics themselves. I am on the hunt for them, so if anybody knows a great place to do like a subscription or something like that where you can read the old comics in a digital format, let me know. So I like that we went back to her uh, her home, watched this competition. We can see how strong and how smart she is, even for a kid. But she wasn't quite ready yet. There were things that she did that uh, were not within the spirit of these warrior competitions. And, you know, her aunt stops her and prevents her from completing it because she took the short she took a shortcut. She took a, an easy way out and it just wasn't her time. So uh, they get a little lesson here about it's never good to lie or cheat and things like that. And, and um, some people really hate this beginning, but Patty had to fight the studio to have it included in the movie. Um, the studio wanted to essentially just get right started with that uh, the robbery in the mall. They just wanted to boom open with that. Whereas she, uh, the director, Patty, wanted to include this beginning piece. She wanted to include the her upbringing, show Diana how she was brought up. Uh, so I also love that this is being set in 1984. I, I think for anybody that loved the 80s, that grew up in the 80s, seeing all of these shows, uh, it's almost getting too much now, I will admit, because there's only just so much 80s fashion I can I can tolerate anymore. But, um, you know, the movie being set in 1984, I, I just love the fun, okay, terrible fashion Um you know, in the mall, there's all the these stores and the food court and just throughout the mall that I'm like, oh, I remember going there. I remember going to that place to go um, you know, buy my tapes and things that you can't do anymore. And these stores don't exist anymore. So um, and the, the absolute funnest part for me was the parachute pants. And I had a pair of hot pink parachute pants when I was I think it was in 1988 that I was wearing them, 86, 87, 88, somewhere in there. And I loved those pants. I wore them when I went bowling because that was the big thing. Everybody was in bowling leagues when I was a kid. And uh, I would wear them every Saturday at the bowling league. And um, I have a picture of me sitting in a chair, very proud of my hot pink parachute pants with my very tie-dye um, splattery uh, shirt and my bowling trophy. It's quite a quite a gem of a moment there. Um, so I I like this flashback to the eighties, setting the scene, letting us know there's a um, forgive me car people. I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I think it was a Trans Am, uh, which was a very popular car back in the eighties that they're flying down the road. And so you know you just get to see all these things that uh, that are a lot of fun to fl- to reminisce about, and the bank robbery scene in the mall you know wonder woman swoops in and there is an adorable little girl that completely steals the scene so uh when i think of 
the mall scene, although I do think of all the things that Wonder Woman did there. I remember that adorable little girl with, you know, winking back at Wonder Woman and having a blast sliding across the floor into the giant teddy bear. It's just, it was so cute. Um, I also like that this movie has, although it doesn't show us a lot of it, it has some female friendship. Uh, the popular girl befriends the unpopular girl. And it sounds a little cliche, I think, but some of the things that Barbara Minerva, some of the things that she says are are pretty relatable, I think, to anyone, no matter when you grew up. Um, you know, she's not seen. She's not heard. People don't remember her name. They don't remember who she is. She's never been the popular one. She doesn't get asked out. She's never been in love. All of those things that it, it makes you feel for her as a person. Um, and I think all, everyone either knew someone just like that or maybe you were that person. So I think it gives you somebody that you can relate to easily here. And I would love to see more female friendships, not ones that turn into the rival, um, but, you know, good female friendships. And we see, we see a little peek into her soul, her biggest wish. She wants to be special. You know, at first she wants to be like Diana because that's her deepest wish at the time. And then after she's just like Diana for a little bit, she realizes, you know what, I want to be special. I want to be seen. And that's the dream for those people that live in the fringes and that feel overlooked in society. So I think she speaks to a lot of those emotions and, and stuff that a lot of people are dealing with out there. So I thought that was good to see on the screen. I also really enjoyed watching Steve's Trevor explore the 80s. Uh, you know, if if you could just imagine the amount of technology that changed uh, in between when he was alive and the 80s, it's it's a whole new world. You know, the fun part about him saying I ate three Pop-Tarts or I ate, yeah, I think it's ate three Pop-Tarts and had three pots of coffee or something, you know, the the cheese in a can, he calls it cheese on demand. It's just a lot of fun to watch him explore the 80s. And the other part that's a lot of fun, too, is watching him dress for the day. Uh, it was, you know, watching him whip out that fanny pack and, you know, trying on the different outfits and, and the way he just had fun with it was was amusing and it gave a lot of uh, lighter hearted moments in between the characters. The other thing that I really liked is the outfit that Diana wears for most of the movie with the, the jacket on um, that's rolled up at the sleeves, and she would push them up. And I, re I remember Linda Carter doing this a lot. Linda Carter would wear her hair slicked back into a long ponytail, and it was that long, dark hair. And then she had that jacket on, and she would push up the sleeves, and that was just kind of her look. And, and I think Gal Gadot, she just nailed it every time and you know even from the way that she put her her hands in her pocket she just uh embodied linda um linda carter's character for a moment so i thought that was a great nod to the original um and it might be some of it on an unpopular opinion, but I do like that they show some of wonder woman's weaknesses some of the as she's losing her strength uh, you know, she's not as fast. She's not as strong. She's not as agile. Um, 
And the the other part that I, it's kind of a love-hate for me was the invisible jet. It was kind of a cute, funny way to introduce how the invisible jet came about or how it comes about for her. Um, but, you know, there's some of those practical questions like, wouldn't radar still pick it up? Even if, you know, because radar can track something that I can't see here in my house, but is is in the air. So just because it's invisible to the to the physical eye does not mean it disappears off radar. Um, so, you know, that part was a little meh. Um, and they're flying low and into the fireworks. And I don't know, some of that was just a little, little odd. But the things I didn't really care for in the movie, the the lasso feels more fake this time. I don't know if it's because of the the practical use of it. She's actually using it as a weapon. She's, um, I think the way it glowed yellow, it was just so different from the way they did it in the last movie that it it just felt more fake and to me and not, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. Um Another couple of, um, you know, I, the big thing I disliked about this movie is I had to watch it a few times to catch some of the things in there that I missed. So a couple of things were some of the softly spoken words and, and phrases and things like that. And then a couple of things were things that I, I just didn't have any idea of. I had to go look them up to understand what it was that I was seeing. And I know, so they're treating it like a standalone movie, but they're referencing so many things in the comic books and in Smallville and in, um, I think Supergirl was another thing that they referenced. So there's all these different, different things that you have to know in order to catch what they're referencing. And maybe it would make sense if I understood that part a little bit better, but I just felt I had to do too much research to catch on. And you know, the the first time I completely missed all the subtle parts of The Wish. And it wasn't until the second time that I was able to pay more attention and see exactly where it came into play so I could catch on to that part. Um, you know, I, I, really, I really wish we had a moment, like the moment, um, like we had in the first uh, movie with No Man's Land, uh, it was the music, the cinematography, everything about that one scene with No Man's Land is still to this day one of my favorite shot parts of any movie. It just all went together. It was, you could just feel with that character for a moment. I don't feel like we had that with this movie. I feel like it was really lacking that punch. It was lacking that that moment. And... You know, do we need to have one in every movie? Maybe not. Um, but I think it helps. Uh, this movie, the only part that probably got close to it was when she has to do her goodbye, not goodbye with Steve. And it was a powerful moment, and it shows her running down the street. She's in pain and in heartache. Um, and I think that's probably the closest that we get to the moment. Um, otherwise it, it just feels like we spent a lot of our time kind of spinning, spinning our wheels and going in circles. I, I just don't feel it moved the story too much forward. I think there were things that fill, fill in a lot of, of great parts about Diana and Wonder Woman. Um, now we have a new character, 
But other than that, I don't know that it propelled our story any further. They could have, they could have done more with less or in a different time frame. This movie was really long. Uh, even as somebody that never wants a movie to end, really, um, this one felt like it went for quite a while. So, you know, those those are some of the things I think could have been a little better or done better. Um, and Pedro Pascal, he plays Maxwell Lord. Um, they changed how this character is from the comic books to how he is here. He's more of a slummy Ponzi scheme con man in this movie, and that's not how he is in the comic books. And I, I didn't particularly care for his character. I I felt it was, you know, it's hard to say for a superhero movie to say it felt unrealistic because, you know, let's face it, there's Superman is not going to come flying down our street, but I couldn't quite go there. Like this just felt a stretch to me and I couldn't, I couldn't picture him. I couldn't picture this, this role as a character that, that bothered me. The whole idea of this monkey paw, um, I had to go look that up too because they referenced it a couple of times and I had no idea what they were meaning. Um, the monkey monkey's paw grants you a wish, but it takes your greatest possession, essentially. And so they're using a, a flavor of that with this artifact and, you know, they're they're getting their their greatest wish, but at what cost they're losing something. And, um, I, I think Pedro Pascal, he's a fine actor. Uh, I preferred him as Obren Martel in Game of Thrones. I just couldn't see him here. This, this part just didn't seem to fit him. It didn't seem to fit in the universe at all. It didn't, it felt like a mess. To be honest, that whole that whole part just felt like a mess. Every time, you know, he was going a little bit crazier and a little bit crazier and granting more and more wishes and people were acting uh, a little crazier and clamoring all over him. I I just felt like we were stretching for something. Uh, I had a more I had an easier time believing uh, Barbara Minerva turning into Cheetah than I did Pedro Pascal becoming some uber villainy type of guy. So I think they could have done a little less devotion there to time with him. Um, if I had to hear him say his son's name one more time, I think I would scream. It just, just wasn't the right, maybe it wasn't the right person playing the character. Maybe that, that could have changed the whole thing. Honestly, I don't care if he comes back at all. If we never see Maxwell Lord again, I'd be fine with that. Now, Cheetah, I would love for them to continue on. I think Kristen Wiig did a good job at playing Cheetah. She surprisingly, she just, I, I could buy it. Like I completely, completely bought into her character starting as the um, nobody sees me, nobody cares about me, and then eventually moving into this role of Cheetah. So I think they left it enough that we could see her again. Uh, perhaps she'll be in another Wonder Woman movie. Maybe this is going to launch her off into a Cheetah series. I don't know. But I think we'll see her again in some in some future endeavor. Um, I, I think she did a good job here. So 
you know, those, those are some of the big, the big things, you know, they really, they're making their wishes before anybody understands what's happening. And if I would have seen this in the theater and only saw it one time, I probably would have been really disappointed. But since I got to watch it a few times, I'm going to get my money's worth out of my one month. But um, I, you know, because I had that opportunity, I was able to catch those things that I didn't catch the first time. So um, maybe that's why I liked it better. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about how Steve ends up in somebody else's body. Like, why, why did that happen? Why couldn't they just bring Steve back as Steve? I don't understand why they had to put him in somebody else's body. And then all of a sudden now he's gone. Like, how did he get there? Or it, it just, I've heard a lot of critics saying this is showing rape by Wonder Woman because, you know, the, the guy who's only named handsome guy, like that's the, the name he gets in the movie. It's just handsome guy. Um, he can't give his consent and, you know, people are, are sort of taking offense to that. And, and I understand the argument. Um, the, the biggest scenes shot in the desert are just way too CGI for me. They, it, it just looks entirely too fake. I still liked it, uh, but it just, it just looked a little fake. And there's one scene where, where they're launching her up and over top of this, um, this truck. And I will say, as somebody that did long jump in college, she has the hitch down that you learn how to do when you're doing a running long jump in college. It's the way that you kind of arch your back a little bit and you kick your legs. It's called a hitch. She nailed it. She did a great job there. Um, you know, but that's, that's really my, my two cents on the movie. Was it entertaining? You bet. Did it movie our, move our story along? No. Do I still love Wonder Woman? Absolutely. Will I watch it again? Mm. You know, I'd put it on for background, maybe. Um, but if given the choice between the first movie and this one, I'll put the first one on every single time. So, um, you know, that's, I, I would say definitely see it. Definitely give them um, the benefit of watching this movie that they put so much hard work into that was pushed off so many times. Um, I love that they're going to do a third one. I just hope we can improve on it and kind of correct some of the mistakes that were made for Wonder Woman 84. So out of five stars, maybe I would give this one about a three and a half. All that we have for our episode today, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you never miss out and head on over to Instagram and say hello and make sure to give us a like. Have a good day and be well.